Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. On today's episode, the Story Pirates track down Rachel in New York City, and we discover that she's, of all things, been busy directing a television show at the Statue of Liberty. If you're a brand new listener, feel free to keep listening right here, or you can go all the way back to season one, episode one, and follow us from the beginning. That episode's called I Love a Ghost slash Fred the Carrot, and it's a great place to start. The search for Rachel in New York City begins, coming up right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids podcasts, including Story Pirates. Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met and, as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Wow. Look at all those ships sailing around the New York Harbor. I still think we should fix the SS Tidal Wave. If it were up and running, we'd already be at the Statue of Liberty instead of waiting around. Even if it were still working, we can't really drive it around the city. Because of all the traffic? No, it's mostly because we caused a lot of property damage when we burst through the surface of the Earth in the middle of Times Square. We should keep a low profile. Wait, we got the ship back? Yeah, we shrunk it down and put it in a bottle. It's sitting on top of the fireplace in our hideout. I can take a look at it when we get back. When we get back, you should talk to Lufa. I know that, Megan. I'm not trying to put it off or anything. It's not like I'm nervous. You sound nervous. Well, I'm not. Come on, everyone, let's settle down. Look, I know we all have our own stuff going on. Yeah, like how I've been on hold with the pizza guy for hours. Wait a minute. This isn't a phone. (laughs) Never mind. It was. Uh, 
Anyway, let's remember, we're all here to support Baby with a Mustache's new fairy service, Sync 2.0. Look, she's even got a new commercial. Hi there, I'm Bebe with a Mustache, owner of Sync 2.0, the fanciest fairy service from Manhattan to Liberty Island. Our eco-friendly fairies are made from recycled submarines. I used to run an on-demand submarine company, but we failed, and we failed big. Not big enough to make a mini-series about us, but I thought it was pretty notable. Anyway, I've taken all of those submarines and cut them in half. A submarine is four times as fancy as a normal fairy, making half a submarine twice as fancy. Then math checks out. Sure, a ride across the harbor is only 15 minutes, but why not spend those 15 minutes in a luxurious half submarine? We've got beds for napping, a full-service spa slash massage chair, and a refined cheese-tasting corner. Come on down and take a ride on Sink 2.0, the fanciest ferry ride to Liberty Island inside a half submarine that money can buy. No discounts for friends and family. I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. It makes me feel cozy. Your pen and paper have arrived. I get very hungry. I ate half of a mini pizza. They write most of my stories for fun. There's so much out there that we'll probably never know. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. But more importantly, all aboard! Wow, that's really nice. You can barely tell it's half a submarine. Take a cheese cube. Enjoy the massage chair. Let yourself be swept away by the calming music of the sea. Baby with a mustache, you've outdone yourself with the fanciness. Oh, thank you, Siegfried. I knew a former fanciness student would appreciate it. Oh, have you been getting lots of customers? Honestly, no. But that's expected. Not everyone has tastes as refined as mine. Are you sure it's not because of the name? What's wrong with the name? Sink? It might make sense for a submarine, but I don't know if people want to think about sinking while they're on a boat. (laughs) I doubt that anybody... Also, isn't this the song that the quartet on the Titanic played while it was sinking? (laughs) It's just a nice Song. I'm pretty sure people won't. Also, there's a hole in the floor and water's leaking through. Get off my back, everyone! <sighs> Sorry. Look, I spent a lot of money on the commercial. I can't fix everything all at once. Don't worry, baby with a mustache. Smitty and I can work on the hole in the ship. You know you can always call us if you run into problems, right? I know, I know! <sighs> it's been stressful running this place all by myself. <gasps> but you know what might help? Listening to a story. Yeah! Yeah. And another cube of cheese. Just me? Okay. And here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Jacob. I'm 10 years old and I live in Michigan. This is my story, The Ice Cream Translator. Oh boy, I'm almost done with my latest invention. Just need my wrench. Where is it? 
John. Oh, hey, Dad. I've been calling for 20 minutes. Were you listening to me? Of course I was listening. You were yelling, I'm a winner. No, I said time for dinner. Oh, John, you'll be a great inventor someday, but you never listen to me. How many times have I told you to clean this room? Um, zero? Try a hundred. How can you even invent anything in this mess? I'll show you. Check out this automatic coin flipper I just invented. Just ask a question, drop in a coin, and press this button. Watch, I'll ask what we should have for dinner tonight. But dinner's on Automatic the coin flipper. Should dinner be spaghetti or burgers? Heads, spaghetti. But I already made burgers. I'm upset, but also impressed. I hope you're a better listener at school. Here I am in French class. And boy, was my dad right about, oh, uh, what was he saying? Anyway, now is probably a great time to think of an idea for my next invention. Bonjour, class. Today, we are learning parts of the body. La tête, les yeux. John, you were not listening. Use your oreilles and listen. Yes, ma'am. Ah, 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 en français, s'il vous plaît. Oui, madame. Bon travail. Now, please translate the following sentence. <gasps> Did you just say translate? Oui. That's it. I'm going to invent a translator. But the point of taking language class is to translate without You're a... right. It will make me a great inventor. Now, I'm off to meet my dad at the ice cream store. Here I am at the ice cream store. Oh, hi, son. Wait, why are you here so early? Oh, no. Did you run out of French class to go invent something again? Not just something, Dad. A translator. That could be useful. But what are you going to translate? Oh, I didn't... Hmm. Welcome to the ice cream store. Can I get you some ice cream? That's it. What's what? Please sell me your most talkative ice cream. Talkative? It's ice cream. It doesn't talk. But yes, I am inventing an ice cream translator. Okay, wow, you do not listen. Well, I don't get paid enough to get involved, so um, here's some strawberry shortcake ice cream. I'll put it in my portable ice cream invention and take it to go. I'm sorry, what is a portable... Let's go! All right, plug that in, carry the two. I've been venting my ice cream translator for hours. At last, it's finished. Time to turn the ice cream translator on. Hello, ice cream. Hello, John. Yes! John, how many times have I told you not to scream when your inventions work? Oh, my bad, but check out this awesome ice cream translator I invented. John? That's a bow tie. It just looks like a bow tie, so you can put it on the ice cream. Why would you do that? So that the ice cream will fit in at formal events. Ah, yes, yes. Wait, what? Let me show you. Um, hello, ice cream. Hello, John. The ice cream is talking. I've been waiting for you, John. Me? Will you help all my fellow ice creams by making more translators? Sure. But John, that'll take months. It couldn't possibly take months. That took months. I told you, but you never listened to- Shh, it's time to test out these ice cream translators. Well, there's plenty of ice cream at the ice cream store. I've got it. We'll go to the ice cream store. <sighs> 
Welcome to the ice cream store. Hi, we need to put these bow tie shaped translators on all your ice cream. Nope, too weird. I hate it. I'm out. I quit. Good for her. Anyway, time to turn the translators on. Wait, John. Maybe you shouldn't turn so many on at once. What happens if they realize that humans eat ice cream? I know you never listen, but maybe this one time you could do your old man a solid and hear me out? Too late! The translators are on! Hello, ice creams! You have made all of us ice creams very happy, John. And the people are all happy, too. Look at everyone in front of the ice cream shop eating their ice cream. They're doing what? Look, over there! Eat your ice cream, little Desmond, or you won't get any dinner. Of course, Mama. <laughs> and there. Oh, Ferdinand, I love this ice cream almost as much as I love you. Truly, this frozen delight has saved our marriage. <laughs> I never realized humans were so bad. Oh, we're not bad. Maybe a little misguided at times. No, you are bad, and you must go to ice cream jail. Put us down. I told you this would happen, but you never listen. Silence, humans. You will spend the rest of your lives in ice cream jail. Now that the humans are behind ice cream bars, we shall go have a fancy tea party. Oh. Wow, John, where'd you learn to play harmonica like that? Nowhere, I'm not playing. This is a harmonica playing machine I invented. Oh. Another useless invention. I'll never be a great inventor who makes useful things because I can't listen. Oh, John, you can learn to be a good listener. I know it's hard to pay attention when you're focused on something you're passionate about, but with practice, you can find a balance between concentrating on your inventions and paying attention to the world around you. And then you'll be a great inventor who makes things that solve actual problems. Wow. Dad, that's really good advice. Thanks. Now, if only you could invent a jail-escaping machine. <laughs> Dad, what did you say? John, we just talked about- No, Dad, I heard you. You said I should invent a jail-escaping machine, and that's just what I'm going to do. <gasps> Whoa, Okay, put inventing. this here, put that there, and I've done it. Time to put this jail-escaping machine to work. The jail is broken. I can't believe that was so easy. I'm a pretty great inventor. Now, let's get to that ice cream tea party. What a marvelous tea party. I'm so glad we jailed all the humans so now we can talk about our favorite things, rainbows and cows. <laughs> Wait just a minute there, ice creams. The humans, but how did you escape our jail? Just a little trick I like to call listening to my dad. Thanks, son. Now to put you ice creams in your place, our stomachs. The two of you couldn't possibly eat all of us. Oh, yeah? <laughs> They're doing it! They're eating all the ice cream! Oh, no. We've eaten an entire ice cream store supply of ice cream. Yeah, we did. Now we can get back to normal. Today, we've learned the importance of... Dairy consumption. What? No! Listening! The end! 
Right this way, everyone. Sorry we had to swim the last quarter mile. <sighs> That's okay. The burning in our lungs will make seeing the Statue of Liberty even more rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've never actually been to the Statue of Liberty. Me neither. The whole island looks really different than I thought it would. Like, there's more lights, cameras, palm trees on hand carts. Wait, are we on a TV set? <laughs> Take five, everyone. My friends from my other job are here. Rachel! Hi, everyone. Thanks for visiting the set of my hit TV show, Los Angeles. You're making a show called Los Angeles, even though we're in New York? Lee, it's called Movie Magic, which is the same as TV magic, but different than Las Vegas theater magic. Just look around. With a few well-placed set pieces, props, and actors, this part of New York is completely indistinguishable from Southern California. I'm driving over here. I'm eating a Brooklyn-style slice. I got an audition for a show that takes place in New York. Hey, I said cut. My bad. Sorry. Brooklyn. Wow, that's incredible. This, it's just a bullhorn. You've never seen one? They sell them online. No, I mean, it's incredible that you have your own TV show. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, the show's been a huge success so far. I came up with the idea when I was watching a 26-hour special on the weather and what it's up to. See, there was this big map of the U.S. on the screen, and I saw this little dot on the left part that said Los Angeles. At first, I thought to myself, huh, what a fun name, and went back to focusing on the summer snowstorm cyclone. But that name, Los Angeles, stuck in my mind. Soon, it was all I was thinking about. It started to feel like Los Angeles was becoming its own character. That's when I began developing a spin-off show with Los Angeles at the center, a show all about the wacky adventures and funny situations Los Angeles seems to get itself into. I called my former magician's assistant and current president of TV, Teller Vision, and tricked him into giving me millions of dollars to make my own TV show. He asked me where I wanted to shoot it, and I said, next to the Statue of Liberty, please. So he gave me a sack full of money, four cameras, 23 C-stands, pulled a rabbit out of a hat, and told me to make 100 episodes of TV, which has been really easy to do so far. We just wrapped episode 74! Even though we just ruined that last take? Oh, yeah. Episode 74 is our blooper episode, so it's actually perfect. Wow, interesting. Question, though. You mentioned food. I definitely did not mention food. Oh, that's also interesting. But now that we're talking about food, where is it and can I have some? We actually call it crafty when we're on set. And also we call it on set whenever we're within walking distance of crafty. Those are just some terms we use here in The Biz, which is short for Byzantine Empire. I don't know why we call it that. Show business is a real mystery. Do you want me to give you the grand tour? Yeah! Yeah. Crafty! Brooklyn! Welcome to Crafty. As you know, the star of our show is Los Angeles, so I like to fly in local foods from authentic L.A. restaurants. This is all pizza. Specifically from New York pizzerias. These were flown out from L.A. locations. Every single one of these pizzas sat on a a five-and-a-half-hour-long plane flight. Oh, that's why they're all cold. Ah, a group of burly, old-timey strongmen lifting weights. This must be your on-set gym. It's important for your crew to maintain their strength. Oh, no, no, no. This just looks like a gym. It's actually our effects department. You see, in Los Angeles, an earthquake can happen at any moment. But to achieve the same effect here in New York, we need this group of old-timey 1930s strongmen to run around and shake everything. Here, I'll have them do a demo. Hey, effects department, show me an earthquake. 
Line up one by one, chaps. It's time to shine. <laughs> Ready and shake. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, don't shove me! It's every woman for herself! And finally, this is where all the magic happens. The magic of writing. Teller and I gave up on Las Vegas theater magic a long time ago. I couldn't deal with the guilt of lying to all those people. Rachel, you okay? You kind of drifted <clears> off and... This is the writer's room, where my writing staff and I write the show. It just looks like an empty room. Except for the mini-fridge full of lightly flavored soda water. That's not all that's in here. There's also a huge computer screen. Beep, beep. Hi. Beep, beep. Hello. Beep, beep. Hey, what's beep, going beep. on? Hello. Beep, beep. What's up? Beep, beep. Hello. Huh. Rachel clones? Are we all clones? How can we know we're the real us? No, 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 Eric, it's okay. Those are just the other Rachels. There's a whole planet full of them somewhere in space. Yeah, that's where Rachel went to live when I replaced her. I can't really be replaced, though. Sure you can. I replaced you. <laughs> you want me to run your sink commercial or not? <laughs> I was just kidding, Rachel. It's a joke. <laughs> this will be my show one day. Oh, okay, that makes sense, I guess. And they're all doing their work remotely over Vroom? What's Vroom? It's a video conferencing software. It's free, but if you want to talk, you have to say beep beep first. Why not Vroom Vroom? <laughs> it's not a car commercial, Lee. Beep beep. Hey, Rachel. Rachel here. Beep beep. Hey, Rachel. Rachel here. Beep beep. Hello, Rachel. What's going on? Yes, beep beep. With episode 75 coming up, we know we want to do something big, but we're kind of running on empty. We've already done so much with Los Angeles this season. Sun, rain, even a little bit of snow. Beep beep. Sorry about the snow episode, Rachel. Beep beep. Don't apologize, Rachel. The snow episode worked. Beep beep. You really think so, Rachel? Beep beep. Totally, Rachel. You know our motto. We'll make anything work because we need to make 100 episodes. Beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. Don't we know? <laughs> Remember the alligator episode? Beep beep. I don't know how we managed to make our writer strike so funny. How can you tell which one's talking? It's whichever one just said beep beep. I was wrong. It's a good system. Beep beep. All jokes aside, Rachel, we're trying to figure out how to give the show a little bit more of a human element. Beep beep. I think that's a good instinct, Rachel. Beep beep. Were you talking to me? Beep beep. No, you haven't said anything this whole meeting. Beep beep. Sorry, I thought I had. Uh, beep beep. Hey, wait, who are all those people behind you? The ones standing around quietly? Beep beep. Those are my friends from Story Pirates. Remember, they dropped me off on Planet Rachel that one time. Normally, they're not this quiet. They usually scream a lot. Should we scream? I want to, but I don't think so. Beep, beep. Oh, I remember them. My oven was on the fritz the day they were here. Nobody helped me fix it. Everyone was just outside screaming. Beep, beep. Rachel, seriously, buy a new oven. Beep, beep. I will not. Beep, beep. What if we put your quiet screaming friends in episode 75? I think having to do an episode with actual humans might be the human element we're looking for. We could even write dialogue instead of just writing ambient city soundscapes set against beautifully composed shots of heavy traffic. Beep, beep. I agree. Dialogue sounds fun. Beep, beep. Me too. Let's do it. Beep, beep. Then it's settled. All right, everyone. First of all, thank you for staying so quiet during our writers' meeting. You're welcome. And second of all, we're writing you into the show. I hope you're all ready to give the performance of a lifetime. I'm always ready to give the performance of a lifetime. <gasps> Wait, can I take that again? I'm sorry, Megan. There's simply not enough time. We've got a script to write. We'll be right back. 
Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi. (sighs) Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! this next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh, just go to... uh, 
Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Amazing, incredible, beautiful performances. It only took 75 episodes, but I think I finally found the true voice of Los Angeles. I feel different. I thought I knew what acting was before, but after acting in Los Angeles, I really understand acting now. Uh, That must be how Van Doozle feels all the time. Swift, irritated, and fulfilled. And with the cameras rolling, I really felt like I could just embody the character of Lee. Yes, I've had a profound revelation about what it means to be Siegfried the Orange. I felt so sophisticated. I felt so sure of myself. I felt like we blended together like the perfect soup. Se sintio fantastico. Each one of us knew exactly where to be and exactly what to do. Like that scene where I ate a bunch of tacos. I really liked reshooting that one over and over and over again. In fact, we should probably get one more, right? For safety? One for luck? Rachel? No, I think we got it. Whatever you say. I'm just really dedicated to the crafty. You mean the craft? (laughs) No. Well, I'm just glad you enjoyed making the episode so much. But just remember, you can't talk about anything we just filmed because of your NDAs. But it does feel nice, right? And that's what TV magic is all about. It starts with an idea, but then all these creative people like electricians, set decorators, actors, photographers, all come together to figure out what they can add to make it look and sound and feel beautiful. By the time you're done, you have an episode of TV, a piece of art made by hundreds of people that millions of other people get to watch and enjoy. I've made 74 episodes of this show already, but this one's my favorite by far because I got to make it with all of you. Aww. Rachel, that's such a nice way to look at it. Honestly, that's kind of how it feels when we all do the podcast together. (gasps) The podcast? I totally forgot about our contracts. I keep telling everyone this, but there is no contract. All that nice stuff you said about togetherness and creative expression is the real reason we do any of it. You don't have to trick me, Lee. I know what I signed. Uh, okay. I don't know why I argue with any of you. Because you're argumentative. I agree. He is argumentative. No, I am. Uh, never mind. I'm just happy the whole gang's finally together again. Let's head to our secret underground hideout slash podcast studio and get back to making the Story Pirates podcast. Yeah! Yeah. And on the swim back, 
Let's listen to another story! Also, yeah! Wait, swim? Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Lila. I'm seven years old, and I live in New Hampshire. This is my story, The Dad Who Bought Himself. Are you still in bed? Wake up! There's so much to do today. Coming! Also, you need to take the dog for a walk. Sheesh! There is too much to do. Hurry up, honey. Okay, okay. Dad! I need help tying my shoelaces before school. Benny, let me tie those shoelaces for you. Thanks, Dad. Remember, you have to run some errands at the shop. And then don't forget you said you would mow the lawn and empty the dishwasher and fold the laundry and clean the gutters and prep dinner for tonight and later help Benny with the science project. Oh, right. And walk the dog. <sighs> Love you. See you later. Bye, Dad. There is so much to do all the time. Nothing but busy, busy, busy. When am I going to get just one minute to myself? I guess I better get started with today's to-do list and go to the store. Okay, let's see. I've got to buy some dish soap, paper towels, laundry detergent. Hello. Ah! Store clerk! You startled me. Can I help you with anything today? The only way you could help me is if I could buy a copy of myself to help me get everything done. But that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Huh? I want to show you something. We just got this product in stock, and I think it might be exactly what you're looking for. The Dad Duplicator 5000. Wow! How does it work? Pretty much the same as a regular copy machine, but for dads. <gasps> With this, I can use the copy of myself to get everything done. But be warned, you don't... I'll take it. Oh, okay. I can't wait to go home and try this out. The machine is assembled. Now I'll see if it works. Input one copy of myself and hit go. Did it work? Hi, Matt. Ah! Ah! Oh my goodness, it worked. Hello. This is going to make my life so much easier. Okay, uh, Matt, copy number one. Can you go and mow the lawn? I'll do that right now. <laughs> work, 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 work. Wow, with the copy of myself mowing the lawn, I have more time to do the other chores on my to-do list. Hmm. Or I could just create another copy of myself yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Input one copy, and go! Well, hi there, Matt. Holy smokes, a new copy. Hey, Matt, copy number two, can you go clean out the gutters? Yeah, I got it, boss. I'm going to do that right now. Work, 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 gutters. <sighs> now I can just kick my feet up and relax. Now what? Hello? Hi, honey. I forgot to ask you this morning, but can you please pick up the dry cleaning? Thanks. Love you. Another thing to do? And I still have to walk the dog. You know what? I'm just going to make a bunch of copies so I can get everything done all at once. Let's see. Input three copies. Go. Hi, Matt. Matt number three, can you go pick up the dry cleaning? Matt number four, can you please walk the dog? And Matt number five? Can you make me a smoothie? Yes, sir. Gladly. Absolutely. Great. And here's a list of all the other tasks I need you to get done before the end of the day. Yep. Heard ya. Yes, chef. 
Work, 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 I am so relaxed. I'm actually feeling quite tired. Maybe I'll just, uh... Matt, I'm done mowing the lawn. And I'm done cleaning the gutters. I picked up the dry cleaning. I finished making your smoothie. And I walked the dog. He did a poopy. Hey, where is he? Other mats, let's peek in the door and see what he's doing. He's sleeping. I wish I could sleep. This to-do list he gave us is so long. I got an idea, Mats. Maybe if we make more Matt copies, we can get everything done even faster, and then we can all take a rest. What an idea, Matt. Let's use the Dad Duplicator 5000 that's right over here. Uh, how many copies should we make? Maybe 10? Inputting 10 copies, one, zero, zero, go! Wait, you pressed an extra zero. You're making 100 copies. I'm out, 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 I'm out. This is not good. It was an accident. Why do they sound weird? They're copies of copies, so they're not as sharp as the real Matt. I'm out. Ugh, yeesh. Copies? Uh-oh, original Matt is coming. Did you get all the work done? Hi, Matt. <laughs> Why are there so many of you? We saw you sleeping and we got jealous and we wanted to rest too, so we made more copies to try and finish all the work quicker. But then Copy Matt 5 accidentally inputted 100 copies into the duplicator instead of 10. I'm sorry. And now they're all here. Hi, Matt. I should have known that my copies would have had the same idea I had to make work easier. I've got to find a way to get rid of all of you before Jane and Betty come home. Get rid of us? What does that mean? I only made copies of myself to get everything done, but I'm the original Matt, and now I want to be the only Matt. What if I want to be the only Matt? You can't be the only Matt because you're Matt number three. I want to be Matt too. Now, wait just a minute. I'm the original Matt, huh? Hey, no, that's not how this works. Hi, Matt. Oh no, what am I going to do? We're home. Hi, Dad. Jane and Penny. Oh, I've got to get rid of all the copies before they see them. What are you doing in the... Hi, Penny. Bonjour, honey. What's going on? Why are there so many dads? I know this looks bad. I mean bad. I duplicated myself so the copies could do all the work for me, but there are way too many copies and I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry because I'm the real Matt. What? No, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the real Matt. No, we're the real Matt. No, we're the real Matt. You know me. We've been married 10 years. You gotta know I'm the original. I, um, I, I'm not sure. Janie. Hey, what's this? This must be the copy machine. Look, Mom, there's a lever that says delete all duplicates. Benny, that's brilliant. That will get rid of all the copies and leave the original dad. Pull that lever. Wait, no! It worked. The copies are gone. You did it, Benny. Woohoo! I'm sorry, you two. I was feeling overwhelmed with all the things I had to do, and I decided to take the easy way out by making copies to do the work for me, but it just made everything harder and so much more confusing. Honey, this is a lot to unpack. Uh, but for now, let's just say we're glad you learned your lesson. Besides, 
Besides, I like having one dad, not a hundred dads. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you two. Arr, arr. You two, the dog. Arr, arr. Wait a minute. No! <laughs> not again. The end. Now, Lee speaks with the author. So, Lila, how did you come up with the idea for your story? When I was in the car, like, last year, there was this person in the car that looked, like, a lot like my dad. So, I was thinking, what if it was, like, a bunch of, like, Matt? Do you think it might be true that that person you saw really was your dad, Matt? No. My dad has, like, a horse shirt with, like, a circle and stuff. And it was yellow, and the other guy was wearing a red one. And they had the same sunglasses, but not the same car. Do you think that there's a chance that someone out there looks just like you? Yes. I'm also thinking that at least two people in the world look exactly alike. Have you ever heard the word doppelganger? No. That's the name for the person that looks just like you that's somewhere out in the world. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> You're making this up. I know. I'm... <laughs> I'm not making it up. It's a real word. Doppelganger. What? Yeah. Do you want to hear the definition? Okay. Okay. Doppelganger. The definition is a double of a living person. So when you saw that person that looked like your dad, that was your dad's doppelganger. What? I'm going to tell my dad about this. Yeah, you should. If you could make copies of yourself, what would you do with the copies? I would not make any, honestly. Because, like, I usually like to be in the back of a line. I know it's not such a big deal, but I just like it. So you're saying that you wouldn't want copies to wait in line for you because you like being in line. I'd like being the last. Unless it's to get lunch. If it's to get lunch, I try to get in the front. <laughs> I get very hungry. I ate half of a mini pizza. Just now? No, not now, like a couple of um, months ago. So I know that you wouldn't want to make a copy of yourself, right? Yeah. So let's say that it accidentally happened anyway, like it does in the story. And you had to prove to your parents that you are the real Lila and the other Lilas are copies. What would you tell them or show them to prove that you are your unique self, that you're the original? Well, actually, there's one thing that is really big. I don't even know this about myself. What is it? I have really sharp senses. Like, can you give me an example? I have very good smelling because I usually breathe through my mouth most of the time. So does that mean, like, smells bother you? Is that why you breathe through your mouth? No, I just feel like I need a lot of air because I run a lot, so I usually breathe through my mouth. Isn't it neat? That there's really only one you in the world? Like, there's only one person who's just like you, and it's you? Yeah. Do you have any feelings about what it's like to be you? I'm very different from, like, everybody. I don't know why. I feel like most girls that I've seen don't really like to run around that much. And they don't exactly play the games that I do. I like games that you just make up. I really sometimes like to, like, sneak around play harmless pranks. Like, I just feel like I just don't exactly know what to do with myself. Do you have any advice for a kid who's listening who might think, you know what? I feel the same way. I feel like I'm really unique and sometimes it's hard for me to make friends. Do you have any advice for them? Respect that 
you don't have anybody with you, but also realize what you're able to do all alone. I work better alone, honestly. Also, if you go to a school and you don't have any friends, like, with you or anything, just don't feel like you're lonely. Lila, I have had so much fun talking to you. I love the things about you that are unique and different. So thank you for letting us perform your story, and thank you for telling me a little bit about it today. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up, we have a story from six-year-old Juliet in Texas, and it's called The Secret Duck Slash Human. And this story has my favorite superpower of the week. Well, it's not really a superpower, but it kind of is. It's a human that can turn into a duck. Or is it a duck that can turn into a human? I'm not totally sure, but either way, this sounds pretty ideal to me. Ducks look like they're having a great time when they're swimming around. And I, as a human, would like to be one. Thanks for your awesome story, Juliet. Next, we have a story from Tony, a seven-year-old in California called The Karate Fighting Christmas Tree. And this story has the most unexpected ending of the week for me. It starts with a sad, lonely, forgotten Christmas tree that's the last one left in the lot. And it ends with the Christmas tree in question besting karate fighting squirrels in order to become the Karate King. Super, super creative, Tony. Thanks for sending it in. And finally, from nine-year-old Sahani in Colombia, we have a story called Donut Donkey. And this story has my favorite creative characters of the week. It's a donut donkey. That's right, a donkey who's made of donut that lives on a bread island in a sea of icing. And there's another character that is a donut manatee. And I'm telling you, I've read a lot of stories, but I have never read a story about a donut donkey and a donut manatee. Sahani, thanks for sharing your imagination with us. To read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. Now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know where to start, here's a story spark to help you along. This week, we asked Jacob, the author of The Ice Cream Translator, the following question. If you could make up any invention yourself, what would it be and what would it do? I would do a mail sorter, so it would sort all your mail. It's going to be Mail Machine 2.0. Haha, <laughs> yes! The Mail Machine 2.0, I love it. So, kids... What's your answer to that question? And can you use your answer as inspiration for a brand new story? Grownups can submit kids' stories at storypirates.com. And remember, we respond to every single story we receive. And grownups, if you want to tell us your kids' answer to that question in our Instagram stories, just search Instagram for at storypirates. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Jacob and Lila. We'll be back early next week for a special DJ Squirmalot Thanksgiving mixtape. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! Bye. 
The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Lee Overtree. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Sam Baer, Bobby Lord, Jack Mitchell, and Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Lee Overtree, Caroline Reedy, and Alexis Simpson. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Matt Cox, Sasha Diamond, Ilana Fishbein, Christina Grosspeach, Kristen Henley, Quinton Johnson, Julie Marciano, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Dominic Russo, Peter Russo, Jamie Watson, Rachel Winitsky, Harry Wood, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zimbrano. Which ones are those? The cow! You'll all need stronger cow! I keep telling you, that's not the main swimming muscle. Where are all the other half-submarines? They're at the bottom of the harbor. This was a bad business idea. I'm mature enough to admit it. Can I have my bullhorn back? No! Finders! Keepers! Now let's 